Hi everybody, it's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Brandon Jackson from Garrett College in Maryland. Welcome, Coach. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I've, uh, you know, dr driven through Garrett County many, many times. Uh, grew up in Columbus, but went to school in D.C., so made that trip uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, it's 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 definitely a pretty country, but but cold and uh, snowy in the winter. You got to be you got to be careful, yeah. right? <laughs> Hundred percent right, and you're, we're coming to actually have something in common there. I'm actually from Fort Wayne, Indiana, so I drive past you on a regular basis too. So I know the flatlands and uh, a whole lot of cornfields and not a lot of uh, scenery to look at. But I tell you what, getting out of Garrett County, West Virginia, getting out of the the mountains, uh, my gas mileage definitely goes up. So I definitely <laughs> like that effect. Well, now I'm down here in Florida. It's just a, it's flatter than uh, than I think even even Ohio is. But uh, but anyway, well, the the cool thing is you're getting to start a brand new program there at uh, at Garrett. Um, it looks like I guess last summer, about nine months ago or so, you guys announced that you were adding women's soccer. So uh, I guess you know the blanket question: How's it been getting tabbed to start a new program? I tell you what, it's uh. It's definitely a love-hate relationship. I will say it's definitely more on the love side. Um, it's been a lot of uh, traveling. It's been endless conversations on the phone. You know, I see a lot of students here at the college. You're like, dang, Coach Jackson, you're always on the phone. I'm like, I always got to be on the phone. You know, so I tell you what, recruiting uh, JUCO-wise, um, I don't have anybody to help me out. I am the uh, only full-time coach here. So I talk to every agent. I talk to every recruit. I talk to every parent. Uh, I am traveling a lot of times using my own money uh, to go to these um, showcases. Uh, they gave me a small little budget here uh, at Garrett College, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I got to keep grinding, you know. Uh, I'm not having women, you know, knocking on my door left and right saying, I want to play at Garrett College. You know, I've been blessed and thankful enough that I have uh, 14 committed right now, uh, which is great for a uh, starting a JUCO program from the ground up. I didn't have anybody in place here at the college when I started. So it wasn't like there was a freshman already here saying, oh, you got a program I want to play. So I don't have any girls that uh, that were just given to me. Uh, all 14 has been uh, talking to agents, talking to parents, uh, talking to uh, former coaches, uh, figuring out, you know, from them uh, just advice and letting them be a little bit more of a mentor towards me, uh, picking and choosing your battles. I've definitely learned a lot. Uh, in my first year of what I'm going to do differently next year. Uh, and the unique thing about us, well, you know, if I get the goal is about 18 to 20 is where I want to be for recruiting. But the good thing is, Matt, if I get all women and they have a good experience here the first year, 
I'm going to be returning 18 to 20 women, which will be phenomenal for maybe a sophomore year or second year in a JUCO. Uh, with that being said, we know that's probably not going to be true. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I can get, you know, at least 10 of them to return, uh, that makes me recruiting for the 24s, you know, anywhere from seven to 13, whatever it's going to be. So it's been a lot of fun. I tell you what, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it verbally how I want to, but I would say uh, it's very rewarding. Uh, and there's no better feeling in the world when you get that message uh, from a recruit saying, hey, coach, I've decided uh, Garrett College is where I want to be. You know, it's just this mix of emotions because you've been texting them nonstop. You've been calling. You've been trying to show them attention slash, you know, give them a little bit of space. But at the end of the time, you don't want to let them know that you're not interested. So I've learned, you know, with women uh, where to draw that line. I'm still learning. Uh, but I will say, like I said, the headache is I wish I had more scholarship money. Uh, I would definitely have probably 20 to 24 women by now that uh, said, coach, you're my top three, but I got a um, tuition waiver. I got this, you know, full ride scholarship. So I've lost out on a decent amount of gals that I really think could have impacted our program and, you know, taken us to the next level in the Maryland Juco region 20. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, going to events and things like that. So I guess what has been your, you know, maybe top three uh, ways that you've been looking at recruiting? Has it been talking to high school coaches, club coaches? What events have you been going to? Kind of what's been that, those things that have helped you get those numbers in? So for me in the fall, I try to focus on going to smaller high schools. Uh, my thought process was a lot of these girls are not being looked at by any means. Um, they haven't been given really the opportunity. I will say uh, that it has been, um, it's been fruitful, uh, but I've also, you know, small, sometimes the small town kids or girls, um, you know, they don't have the exposure to club ball. They don't understand the, uh, the dedication to the grind. Uh, they more think of it as, you know, I'm in high school, I'm just going to play for fun. So when you open that door of playing college soccer, it's kind of like, whoa, where, where did, I can do this in college? You know, you think I'm good enough? So, and it's also explaining to a lot of, especially when I was in Ohio for a good amount, uh, I was over there by um, like the Youngstown area, went all the way to Columbus, Zanesville, all that. Uh, the junior college system is there in Ohio, but it's not very big. Um, so a lot of time it's educating the coaches and the parents about what JUCO can really offer. Uh, but I've gone into West Virginia. I've uh, made a point to make it to all the state tournaments, uh, so I went to PA, I went to West Virginia, went to Maryland, um, you know, club coaches and high school coaches, I will be very straightforward with you. Um, a lot of high school coaches are sometimes volunteers or sometimes just staff members. So um, trying to get them on the same page as you of that you're really interested in one of their uh, players uh, sometimes takes a lot of, you know, Hello, coach. Following up, following up, because at the end of the day, they're a full-time teacher. They have a job. So them, you know, I'm not saying they don't want to give that girl the opportunity, but they don't understand the opportunity that is in front of them. Uh, whereas club coaches, they get it. You know, I've had both both worlds when it comes to club coaches. I've had the the club coaches that, you know, my girls are D2, D1 players. They're no JUCO player. And I kind of ask, you know, how'd you come to that conclusion? You know, and it's either the academic side or they played high end club level and they're above JUCO. But then I've also met some great coaches. Uh, you know, one of the ones recently was Kelly Hughes. Uh, he runs West Virginia Football Academy. Uh, and I love chatting with him. He said, you know, I want to do what's best for the athlete, you know, and 
Sometimes that might be a JUCO. Sometimes that might be a D2, an NAI, whatever it's going to be. He goes, it's all about trying to find that fit for that student athlete. So I really appreciate that. You know, myself, I played at a junior college for two years down in Mississippi. And then I went to Lindenwood in St. Louis. Um, at the time they were D2. Now they're D1, of course. But uh, so it's been a journey, but I loved, I loved the JUCO route. And that's why part of the reason why I wanted to coach here because I'm a huge advocate for the playing time, for gaining that experience for the smaller classes because that's what I needed. So um, recruiting, back to your question, you know, I've kind of gone over. I, I went to a lot of small town schools in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Uh, I thought I was going to get lost a couple times. I <laughs> uh, spent a little bit more money than I wanted. Uh, I learned, uh, you know, moving forward, you know, focusing on the showcases have kind of been my bread and butter, uh, getting to those early. Uh, when I go to showcases, I don't go to the the top tier, you know, whatever that's going to be, you know, the elite group, whatever it is. I don't, I don't waste my time. Uh, there's a lot of great talent out there, but a lot of those females are being looked at by, as mentioned, D1, D2. And I'm not saying they can't play to JUCO, but they're probably not going to give me the time and day. So I usually, uh, if there's, you know, four different uh, brackets um, for tier levels, I'm looking at the third and fourth one uh, with girls that, you know, not saying they're not given the opportunity to be at the high end, uh, but these are the girls that, you know, enjoy playing. Uh, they want to play in uh, college. Uh, maybe they haven't had as many offers compared to the other ones. So uh, you're kind of, I guess you'd say in the running for maybe getting them to commit for you. So that's kind of what I've been recruiting wise. Um, you know, next year I, I see everyone going to these ECNL tournaments all over the place in Florida. I think I would like to go more on the um, building relationships with coaches uh, more than the recruiting side. I definitely would recruit down there, but I've learned in the, you know, soccer realm, it's uh, good to have a uh, relationship and connections when it comes to coaches, because you never know who's going to reach out to you saying, Hey, I got this uh, female. I think she'd be a good fit for you. She applied here, uh, but I don't have any roster space. So that's a good thing about junior college. You also sometimes get the girls that don't have the academics where they need to be as well. So. No, absolutely. And I think that's one of the the things that folks uh, maybe don't, don't get it that if you don't have the academics that junior college is a fantastic route because it, it allows you the opportunity to get where you need to be from an academic standpoint to transfer to a four-year university while also getting the chance to play and develop and, and do that as well and it, it really and all while not spending you know uh, an egregious amount of money to do it right. uh so yeah I'm, I'm right there with you um well, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, you wish you had more scholarship money. And I think uh, just about every college coach will say that. Um, so can you just help us understand, you know, what division level you are within the NJCAA? What does the scholarship situation kind of look like at Garrett? Or, you know, if you can give us a little bit more on what an average cost of attendance would be, you know, uh, for okay, someone okay. who might be looking at going. Okay, so we are uh, NJCA, uh, Maryland JUCO Region 20, but in for NJCA, we're actually Division 2, so we have athletic money available there. Uh, I will say, I won't go into depth with numbers, but I will say, you know, our budget line is definitely smaller compared to a lot of junior colleges that I've chatted with uh, in the region itself. Uh, I always make the joke, uh, you know, to parents and coaches that I'm, I'm selling ice to an Eskimo um, because I truly got to find gals that, you know, want that opportunity. Uh, what the smaller, you know, 
Uh, classroom sizes, that's what Garrett College really has to offer. Uh, we have a lot of pre-nursing students, occupational therapy, uh, you know, criminal justice, whatever it's going to be. Being in a class of 10 to 15 is kind of their bread and butter compared to going to a class and being in a hall of, you know, 40 to 60 students in there. So uh, with that being said, um, what was that third part of your question you asked? You asked about the region. Just, just average cost of attendance. If oh, I was coming, so whether it's uh, in state, out of state, kind of just what all that looks like. You know, I'm not holding to hard numbers here, but just give me a rough a rough idea. Okay, okay. So um, for out of state, uh, of course, everything goes up in price. You're looking for full-time status, which would be about 30 credit hours. You're looking at right about $10,000. Uh, now for in-state, that of course is a little bit cheaper. I think that's about 7,500. Uh, and then of course we have special in-county rates. Uh, you need to think about Garrett College as well. If there's any girls, you know, listening or coaches, uh, we have special border weights for West Virginia and Pennsylvania. So if the girls live in those certain counties, and they go into certain majors, they can get in-county tuition, which is, I think, ends up being about $3,500 for the year, which is really, really cheap. So um, not the cheapest college in the world by any means. Uh, you know, I've, of course, you know, research, you know, junior colleges in Ohio, junior colleges in Oklahoma, you know, and I, I would say we're probably about anywhere from two to $4,000 uh, more expensive for a junior college compared to most states. Um, the bad thing about, you know, being here at Garrett College and being in way, way Western Maryland, uh, we're off a formula for our credit hours and we had to stay in line with the state. So a lot of times I feel like the state forgets that we're Western Maryland and we only have 700 students that are enrolled here. Uh, whereas if you're at Montgomery Community College, Howard, you know, that formula looks a little bit better for them compared to us. So uh, I will say our budget line um, for scholarship money, you know, is smaller uh, but I will say, you know, I think they want to see what the first year could look like. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm kind of praying that maybe moving forward, they can kind of expand that a little bit. Uh, but you got to be creative in the way you sell the program. I uh, got to be creative and, you know, doing your research. You know, I don't want to give out all my uh, tools for success. Uh, but when I go to showcases, you know, a lot of coaches will sit down there by the fences and kind of take notes. I am observing so I am looking into the crowd and I'm observing parents as they yell. So what I do is at halftime, I might make my way up to the crowd and I start talking to parents, introduce myself, you know, explain the college. Cause if you can get mom and dad sold on the program, uh, there's a decent chance that you have a, an opportunity to get that female to come play for you. So I don't sit down there. I'm a very personal guy. Um, you know, after the game, I'm going over, I'm talking to the coaches. You know, I think that's maybe unique about me compared to a lot of coaches out there that are just going to email the coach saying, hey, I was there. I saw you play against so-and-so. I'm interested in these players. I'm going up there so they can put a name with the face and saying, hey, this is who I'm interested. Let me know if they're available, what's going on. So, um, there. I mean, everyone has their own comfort zone, but I've learned, you know, starting a new program, you got to grind. You got to keep pushing. You're going to – I've definitely had way more denials. Then I have an acceptance, but you know what? It's, uh, you know, for 14 girls and the goal to get to 20, I think we're well on our way. And I think in the long run, it's going to pay off uh, for the program and just setting that foundation. Oh, nope, my fault. Oh, you're good, uh, it, it, yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was you said talking to coaches and parents and players, but you also mentioned agents. So are you looking at international players at all? Has that been part of oh, your yeah. recruiting process? Oh, yeah. I think uh, international uh, females will 
start playing a bigger role at Garrett College moving forward. Um, I've already got three international women committed, and I got another three or four that are pending right now. I've talked to agents all over Netherlands, Spain, Colombia, Brazil, um, England. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things is they're eager to get, you know, gals over here. Uh, they want that opportunity. It's just trying to figure out if I can, of course, give them any kind of money money, and get in that budget range. So uh, the cool thing is, you know, Matt, about the international women, I'm not saying this is not the same for American women, but every international female that I have talked to, it's just like when you chat with them, their energy is out of this world. You know, you could tell the passion, like, I want to come to America. I want that opportunity. You know, I want to do whatever I can to fulfill my dreams. You know, I'm not saying that's not what American women want, you know, but I think they grow up in the system where they go, okay, club, high school, college. For them, I, I think it's more of a, like a, uh, they take it for granted, you know, whereas international women, this is like a privileged thing of, you know, if they can get in that range of mom, mom and dad can hopefully support them and get them across seas and start that next journey. So yeah, international agents have been great to talk to. Um, you know, it's a social media world that we live in, Matt. And uh, everyone's like, how do you feel about social media? And I go, it's a love hate. You know, it's opened up a lot of doors that were never open before. But with that being said, the hate part comes in. Those doors are open to hundreds of college coaches in America. So now the uh, process for a female to commit to you has become that much more stressful uh, for them deciding as they are getting messages left and right from schools that are interested in them. I'm sure even on the agent side, it's stressful on their end because they're trying to get this uh, female place, but they're trying to figure out what the best fit for her is and trying to figure out the total financials as well. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. Obviously, folks uh, maybe listening may not be familiar with the school. So I know you've you've just been there you know, less than a year, but uh, what have you learned about the school that you really like, really enjoy? What can you tell us about the school? Maybe we're not going to find out just by going through the website. Okay. Okay. So actually, Matt, a unique thing about me is come June, I've actually been working here for six years. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> Didn't know no, that. No, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. So when I was hired uh, in the interview process, they talked about the women's soccer program starting and they said, Hey, you know, would you be the activity coordinator for a year? And then that second year we'll get the women's program going. I said, yeah, I can do that. I love the student engagement side. I can do programs. I'm detailed. Um, so then year two came and they said, Ooh, you know, it's not, not going to happen. We're going to do definitely year three. So I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. I'm going to go with it. Keep my job. I, I like the school I work for. So then year three came and wonderful COVID came around. So then it's like, well, we're not going to start any new programs right about now. Cause we don't enrollments tanking. We don't know if we're going to be hundred percent online or in person. So wait, wait. And then of course, finally, as you saw it, they finally made the approval last summer. Uh, actually it was later. I think it was August or something like that. Uh, where they approve the program. So here we are. And uh, next year will be the first year, of course. So I just want to give you the background. But with that being said, you know, um, you know, we only have about 700 students. And I, I tell all the girls that I recruit and any student, you know, when you come on campus, you're not seeing 700 students. You're maybe seeing like 115, 130 that come here on a regular basis. We have two rest halls on campus. So us and Allegheny Community College are actually the only two junior colleges in the state of Maryland that offer on-campus housing. Uh, so we definitely have that as a strength, uh, but sometimes it's a weakness um, because when the students look at that total number of costs with the room and board, all of a sudden we look like we're way, way more expensive than other schools. But I always have to remind them, 
you're on campus, everything's paid for, you got the room, you got the board. So if you live off campus somewhere, you got that cost, utilities, food, travel. Uh, so anyways, um, I like here, Matt, because, you know, I was always a small school kind of guy. Uh, relationships are very important to me. I like to walk through campus. And I like to know all the students. I like to know the faculty. I like to know the staff. That's just kind of who I am. I never was a, I don't like to be a number kind of guy. I like to know, you know, body language, catching on to that. So when I'm talking to a student and they're always smiling and they're not smiling, I can be like, hey, what's going on? You know, because I notice those little things. So uh, every girl I recruit, you know, for me, coaching is important. I get that's my full-time job. But at the end of the day, building those meaningful relationships is what I love the most. And I think at Garrett College, I don't want to use the term family because uh, a lot of people say we're a family. But I don't know about you, Matt. I know a lot of dysfunctional families out there. Uh, so I say, you know, we are a small school. We're in this together. Uh, we have the underdog mentality that a lot of people don't put us up there because we are the smallest JUCO in the state of Maryland. We're Western Maryland. People forget about us over here. Sometimes they think we're part of West Virginia, PA, whatever you want to say. Uh, but we, we're close-knit. Um, it's, you know, like any other small school, we all wear a, a lot of hats. Uh, as duties assigned uh, when you get your job description. So I'm helping out with all the sporting events. I know all the basketball players, softball, volleyball, baseball. Um, you know, it's crazy when you get to see them here for two years uh, and you build that relationship when they graduate. It's like, dang, I wish I would have got four years with you. You know, that's my only withdrawal is that I wish I had longer time with uh, some of these student athletes. And I will be honest, some of the student athletes, I'm like, see you later. Uh, good luck at your next school, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of blessing in disguise. But, uh, you know, we're in a beautiful area. You've uh, you've drove through it. You know, we're a tourist heavy area. If people don't know that uh, we have the biggest uh, man-made lake in the state of Maryland. Uh, we also have a ski resort that is literally like a two minute drive from campus. Uh, we also have, you know, six, seven state parks within a 30 mile drive from here as well. So if you are an athlete, you love nature, you love doing outdoor activities, kayaking, whitewater rafting. Um, you know, if you have a dog or anything or your parents like coming to visit, this is a perfect area for you. Um, you know, Matt, we live in a crazy world, as you see on the news. Hate to say it, there's shootings or all this robbery, theft going on. Um, but I always tell all my recruits and their parents, I'm not saying it can't happen in Garrett County, uh, but I will take my chances any day being here, living in a safe community uh, where you could get away with keeping your door unlocked. I'm not saying you should do that. Uh, but if I did forget, I think you'll be okay coming back and having your car in the parking lot and all your belongings. So uh, it's unique here. Um, it's a friendly area. You know, I've, I've met a lot of people locally. Uh, you go, hey, say you go to Walmart, you're probably going to walk into the store and probably know eight to nine people right away, which is sometimes a good thing and a bad thing when you're trying to get in and out. So it's a good school, great coaches. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what Garrett College is all about. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the soccer side of thing. I know uh, things. I know you mentioned before. Right now, you're the only full time staff. Will Will the team have any other staff during the season? Yeah. So uh, there's a guy locally, uh, Nate Hensler. Uh, he's going to be my assistant coach. Of course, he's going to be a small stipend uh, position. Um, you know, that's all I got is you know it's that one assistant coach. Uh, he is my walking encyclopedia of drills. Uh, you know, we offset each other very well. I'm clearly the talkative guy here. I'm, I'm the selling guy and the energetic guy, the passionate guy. He's a little bit more quiet, reserved. Uh, but man, that man's mind is always moving 100 miles an hour. Uh, we both coach our Western Maryland Travel Club team, which is a Forest Football Club. 
Uh, and that is uh, U19s all the way down to 17s. Um, you know, sometimes we have practice and he'll explain the drill to the girls and they'll all be like, huh? And I'm like, Nate, simplify it. Simplify. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, we all said each other well. Um, the cool thing about here, which I put myself into consideration is um, hopefully for fall of 24, a men's program will be coming. And the goal is to be able to coach men and women. So that's what we're kind of hoping to tag team moving forward. And uh, yes, I just have Nate and that's pretty much, you know, I'm not one of those coaches. I don't like a lot of people in the hands in the pot. You know, the more hands you got in there, the players get, uh, you know, different directions, misunderstandings can sometimes turn into drama. So I don't like having a big staff. Um, I know I'll regret that later on, you know, it'd be nice when it comes to recruiting to have other people out there, but, you know, with recruiting, I just feel like it's so much more meaningful, uh, for the ladies to actually meet the head coach, uh, to show the importance of that eye contact, the body language, letting them know like, Hey, I want you here. I'm not saying assistant coach can't do that, but it's a little bit more powerful coming from the head coach showing that player like, Hey, I've been watching you play. I've been to a couple games, you know, I want you here. So yeah. Okay. Well, in terms of playing in the fall, uh, you know, let's just assume we fast forward. It's it's fall. Uh, how are you going to describe uh, your style of coaching? What's what's it going to be like being a player on your team, and, and what's that going to look like? So, every girl I recruit, I make sure they know up front kind of who I am as a person, type of coach. Uh, as you mentioned, style. Uh, I'm more of a lover than I am a screamer. Uh, I've seen a lot of coaches and nothing against coaches that watch this. If you're a screamer and that's your style, you go for it, my friend. If that works for you, congratulations. Um, I, I The way I look at it is when you scream at girls, it's just kind of like demoralizing. Um, for me, I've never had a, a good turnout from it. Uh, they shut down a little bit easier. I also, you know, at the end of the day, Matt, we're a junior college. I'm not saying we can't be competitive, uh, but a lot of our females are doing this because they love the game. You know, if they don't love the game, they don't want to be part of this team. You know what? They're going to turn in their jersey and say, I've had enough, you know, because clearly they're not on full ride scholarships here, you know, so they're going to, they're kind of, I'm not saying volunteering to do this, but they're doing this because they want to be a student athlete. They want to be part of something bigger. So my style is, you know, if I got an issue with a gal on the, the field, you know, I sub her out, let her take a deep breath. We're going to talk about it. You know, my job is to develop. I want to develop not only on the field, but off the field. You know, I want to make sure that all the girls that commit to me, that you're not just a number. You know, after we get done with that first year of you playing for me, we're going to talk about where do you want to go next? You know, some coaches will look at me and say, why are you opening that door? Because I've seen a lot of girls as sophomores at junior colleges, even guys that are scrambling to find their next home. They have no idea where they want to transfer out next. And I made the commitment, especially to my international women saying, you know, after your first season, let's start talking about where you want to go next and what your fit's going to be. So making sure that you have doors open, but coaching style out there, Matt, you know, um, I'm very possession based. <laughs> I don't like kickball. I don't know a lot of coaches do, uh, but I'd rather have the ball than turn the ball over. Um, I don't really counter press. Uh, we'll do that maybe a little bit more in the second half. I like to switch it up. Uh, you know, I've seen coaches that come out there and they do the same formation throughout the entire game. I adjust to our opponent. I make sure that I'm reviewing game tape, looking at stats, all that good kind of stuff. All the women get notes uh, day of the game uh, before we start travel, if not if we're a home match, so they know the key players. We also do film review. Uh, favorite formations for me, I love a 4-2-3-1. Uh, 
uh, and a 4141 are usually the top ones I like. Uh, depending on the personnel, I could do a 433 as well. Uh, but those are kind of what I like. Um, you know, I like the backs to be able to flank. Uh, for doing four in the back, I like, you know, one of my center backs to be able to play that long ball. I like the other one to be able to drop back and be able to make that short pass. You know, I'd love to have a goalkeeper. With that being said, sometimes at the junior college, you never know what you're going to get. But a goalkeeper that can play with both feet and be able to switch the field. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what we're at playing wise. You know, I wish I could tell you I have a better idea of what we're looking at right now uh, with the four or five pending girls I have. Uh, that could definitely change the dynamic uh, for what we're going to roll with next year. Uh, but like I said, Matt, you know, we might start out with the four, one, four, one, and then at halftime, we might adjust it and go to something else, uh, pending what's going on and what the game's looking like. So that's kind of who I am formation wise. Um, you know, even as a coach wise, you know, I love the game. You know, I, was, I can tell you a story real quick. I was talking to a, a female and her dad from Scotland about a month ago and I got done talking and I, I asked the dad, I was like, you have any questions? He goes, coach, he goes, I got to admit you are the most passionate coach I've ever met. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, he goes, man, Scotland coaches, they have no emotion. You know, you're over there smiling, you're energetic. I can tell you got passion for the game. You know, so I said, I appreciate that. So I told all the women, you know, I'm not the oldest guy in the world. I'm not the youngest by any means, uh, but I bring energy every day. That's not going to change. This is going to be a, a fun experience for the girls. You know, life is short. If you get the opportunity to play college soccer, I love my experience. I'm trying to make sure that they love their experience as well. So that's kind of what I sell uh, when it comes to Garrett College and who I am as a coach. Do I know every drill, Matt? No way. Do I have every fancy license in the world? No, I do not, Matt. But I, I know the game. I know how to talk to young adults. I know how to talk to parents. You know, so I feel like I'm a ahead of the game compared to some coaches out there and I'm behind the game compared to, compared to some coaches as well. So I'm always learning. I've already been talking to, you know, previous coaches and coaches in the area um, for mentorship because I'm learning, man. I tell you what, there's, I've already learned so much after this full year and it's not even been a full year. I'm still recruiting for the fall. So it's a lifelong journey. Um, you know, if I can find coaches that kind of meet the style that I want, you know, then I'm all on board of going up to them, getting out of my comfort zone and being like, Hey, I love your program. I love the way you handle your gals, guys, whatever it's going to be. I want to learn. So, you know, some coaches give you the night and day, you know, some coaches are like, I'm too busy for it. And that's okay. So. Well, I've been lucky enough to uh, I've talked to you. I've talked to Allegheny. I've talked to Frostburg. So I know some folks up in that area and they're all just okay, good okay. people. So, so I love it. Well, hey, coach, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. I want to end with just one last question. And that is if there was one piece of advice you had for any high school aged uh, person going through this college recruiting process, what would that be? Ooh, okay. Um, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I've learned along the journey is, um, just communicate. Communication is key in everything and every part of life. You know, if you're not interested in the program or you are communicate both messages, let the coach know, you know, I've spent, you know, numerous hours and days and weeks, you know, time sometimes chasing, uh, certain players, you know, if your mind's made up, just let me know. No coach is going to take it to heart or they shouldn't, you know. We all win and we lose battles, you know, and that's okay. Uh, but communicate. Don't just ghost them, you know, because when you get in the coaching world, it's a small world. You never know if uh, you open that door and you close that door for a coach and things don't work out at the next school. And all of a sudden, you're like, hey, coach, uh, you got a roster spot, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I haven't talked to you in like 
six months, you know, whatever it's going to be. So communication, just let them know what's going on. You know, like I said, that goes beyond soccer. That comes down to your professors. That comes down to life in general. So communication. And then the last part of it, I know it's the second part, Matt, you asked for one. I'm going to say, just enjoy it. Enjoy college. Enjoy soccer. You're only going to get it for four or five years. You're never going to get these days back. Enjoy it while you got it. You know, there's days where I still talk to my teammates and we talk about, you know, what we went through and the memories. So you're going to enjoy the process. It's a little overwhelming at the beginning when trying to figure out the school is the best fit for you. But once you get there, the tears, the pain of, you know, preseason cardio, the pain and the tears of winning and losing, you know, the pain and tears of injury, setbacks, whatever it's going to be, it's all going to be worth it in the long run. So communication and just enjoy the game. So that's what I got. All right, coach, really appreciate it. Wish you the best of luck wrapping up this first class of yours. Wish you even more luck for the fall season. And if you do change your mind and get down to Florida for any of the recruiting events, give me a shout and we'll get together. All right. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brandon. Take care. Yeah.